Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. All right, everyone's looking good. Those of you that we can see, some of you are shy, so you're not showing your face, but that's all right. You will eventually. The uh, Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion, so it's time to activate a little of that boldness. All right, we want to welcome everybody to, this is the Global Watch International Call. It is January 18th, 2022, 3 p.m. Jerusalem time. We are in the last week of the 21 days of prayer. This is the second year of the 21 days. This series is entitled Rend the Heavens. It's based on Isaiah 64 verse 1. And this hour, we are, <clears throat> we were, our guest was David Slyker. He is not able to, he's a little bit sick, so he's not able to come on during this hour. So we're going to have, we're going to have Mary Chandler and Joni talk a little bit about because they have read his book and they've been through the teaching that is around the book. And so they're going to talk about that a little bit for the first part of the hour. And then we're going to have a breakout session and we are going to pray into 2022. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. Thank you, Father. Um, Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing. Father, we're, we are feeling the privilege, Lord, to be um for the, all the downloads, all that is being deposited, Father, that we would be faithful uh, with all that you have given us, Father. We ask for your blessing on this time, Holy Spirit, that every one of us would be tuned into you, would allow your full, we would give our full attention for you to fully um, lead us, guide us, inspire us towards transformation, Holy Spirit. Uh, let your will be done in this session in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We say, holy, holy is the Lord. We just thank you, Father, for your presence with us. That you'll never leave us or forsake us. That, Lord, you're leading us to a great place. We are just so thankful for the ability to get together with and pray together and fellowship together with people from around the world. Lord, we've never... This has never been able, we've never been able to do this before. And we just thank you for the technology that allows us to do this. And we are just so grateful. We just bless every single person on the watch. We just say today is the day that, Lord, that you have made, and we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. We just uh, declare that there are going to be great divine appointments today, and that there are, we're going to have a greater measure of your presence and your spirit and your love that we're going to know greater facets of your love the height and the depth and the width of just how much you love us and we are just so thankful again we're so thankful for you lord we're so thankful for each other we're so thankful to be alive during this time that we are definitely in the end times and and we are counted a privilege to be able to serve you and the best is yet to come. And we are, we have a great sense of anticipation about that. And 2022 is going to be an amazing year. And we are just so thankful. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Hey, friend, I just wanted to, that song really stirred my heart. I don't know about anybody else, but what's even, I don't know how old it is, but it, it's only been out on 
YouTube for less than 24 hours. And so it's a fairly new song. And I believe God wants to just say that one of the signs of his coming or of an outpouring of his spirit is the new song that rises up in people's hearts with the Moravian outpouring from Herrenhut. There were over a thousand songs that came out of that movement early on. And so I just want to declare that he has put a new song in our mouths today. Okay. Amen. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Psalm 40 verses three, verse three. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are your wonderful works which you have done and your thoughts towards us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I were to declare and speak them, they are more than can be numbered. Fathom that for a minute. That's a mouthful. Amen. Amen. Many are his thoughts towards us this morning. Yep. And they're all good. <laughs> that's incredible that a thousand songs came out of the Heron oh, community. That's an underestimate, but it's well, and if you think about they're constantly it, singing every evening yeah. they sing. Right, but then, the, but the thing about the original community was only about three hundred people. That's a lot of creativity, right there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of creativity on this line too, and I'm just prophesying that there's a new song rising up. I think we're going to hear it. Amen. So good. All right, Susan, do you want to just introduce our friends, yes. Mary and Joni? Yes, we were to have David Slyker on, who is the author of The Nation's Rage. It is a study that we are going to be launching at the end of January. And it's a, it's a very, I, I feel, thoughtful book that really covers some strong precepts on why we should understand the end times. Why should we delve into it? The biggest thing for me, I, I went through the three years, the 150 chapters with IHOP KC. I, I went in one way and I came out another. And one of the things that we are all talking about and thinking about is revival. And for me, studying the end times became a gas station <laughs> of a Holy Spirit revelation. And it re it, it it took me be out of the bonds bondage of complacency or bondage of understanding God in a very narrow framework to expanding my understanding of a mass, massive, wonderful, powerful God that we can trust in, that we know and has a plan for us that will prosper us and not harm us and give us a hope in the future, no matter what happens around us in the earth. And, and we are obviously in accelerating times. So I want to encourage us all to take this call to understand the end times seriously. The journey is part of that equipping process of equipping watchmen to stand strong with the Lord in these days of adversity. I would like to introduce Mary Chandler and jo Joni Harris, who have come forward and mentioned that they took the course that he taught, and we will be using some of his teachings throughout the ten, the eight weeks that we're will be going through this book. You can get it on Amazon, and I guess there's some trouble overseas getting it. Let me know, and I will work with him to figure out how we can get this book to you. But I've read it, and I'm 
I, I'm very confident that what we're going to hear is truth that will help our feet be on solid grounds, even in days where there's a lot of headwinds, trials, and tribulations. Jesus is going to win, and it's going to be glorious for all of us. But Joni and Mary, I'll get it, hand it over to you. If you could just say a few comments of your experience in the course, and then we'll be going into some breakout sessions and praying for one another. So Mary and Joni. I'll let Joni go first. <laughs> ah, good morning, everyone. Afternoon, evening, wherever you might be. I'm a bit wrecked this morning from Lucy and Shamara last night. And now that song. Just in my comments, I just want to say I'm one of those people right now that the Lord has a mess who's wrecking me. And it's just been a lot in the last couple of years. And especially since I joined the Global Watch. And I'm somebody who never knew who IHOP KC was. And so it's been like a flood of taking a lot in. Man, I'm wrecked by that song. Okay. <laughs> I'm like so wrecked by that song right now. And hearing Shamara and Lucy last night. It's okay, Lord, help me like focus back in. So I did the return conference in September with IHOPKC. And that's when they actually advertised the mini course with David. And I was like, should I do this? Should I not do this? And it was like, at the last minute, I, the Holy Spirit's like, do it, just go do it. I could never do justice to the anointing that's on David in this course and in the book. It is so amazing. And I just want to share one little thing from one lesson in one chapter about divine justice that um, has hit me so deeply. And I'm still wrestling this out with this specific thing that David talked about. It's based in um, Acts 19, where Paul is at um, Ephesus, things are happening. He's ministering. People um, are getting healed. And then there's those um, who decide that they're going to heal in the name of the Lord. And this evil spirit comes out. I know Jesus. I know Paul, but I have no idea who you are. And people are like, wow. And they start burning their books. And then Demetrius, who is like over all of these silver craftsmen who are making the idols of Diana, he's furious. And it's one of the things that David talks about when the word of God moves forward, when the church grows strong, when people are turning away from immorality back to God, there's the nation's rage because of the economic impact. So hopefully I'm sharing this well. The sin economy has a lot of money in it. People begin to turn to Jesus and the, the church is growing stronger. The nation begins to rage because the economy is being destroyed toward the Lord. And so one of the ways that David expanded on that was actually abortion was the abortion issue. And it really hit me deeply when he explained it. So I'll just basically explain it. So he said, so when you're looking at abortion, so we pray that we want the laws changed, but he said, it's more than that. We want the unborn to be valued. And he said, but it's more than that. Because the abortion issue is just 
one piece in a much, much bigger issue that God must deal with, and that's human sexuality. And there's so many pieces and parts to that. The gender identity, women's roles, just there's so many pieces. And there's a huge industry and a lot of money that is flowing through all of those pieces and parts. And so he said, one of the biggest problems that we as believers have to wrestle with is that of divine justice. And it's the biggest problem the world will have to deal with before the story finally unfolds and Jesus returns. Because in some things, yes, we're praying into them, but what the Lord revealed to me is that as a believer, we have to be aware of as we pray into certain issues, there's actually all these issues over here that also need to be prayed in and that we need to be aware that as God answers those prayers, just in Ephesus, when the people begin to move towards the Lord, the nation is going to rage. And is the church ready? And are believers equipped for what's going to happen because it's going to come? And that there's some things, even as we continue to pray into them, the justice isn't going to be fully served until Jesus returns. And it's this tension that we have to live in as believers, knowing that full justice is not going to come until Jesus returns. And so for my husband and I both did the course. And so for us, it was like the Lord's, I need to reframe how you pray. Yes, we're still praying into those issues, but you've got to get a bigger picture of how I'm looking at this. Because if we're only praying in one direction, we're missing the bigger picture of how we as believers have to pray knowing that the nations are going to rage. And so after we had a short conversation about the nation's rage after yesterday's call, and then after we got off that call, the Lord actually brought to me. So I got on the Myanmar call. I know nothing really about other than just what I've heard, but I didn't know things about that nation, the rich minerals and it has all of those things about that nation. And then the believers are being attacked there. And, and Holy Spirit goes, that's the same as the abortion issue. It's, oh, wait, what? Hang on, hang on. Help me understand this. He's, look, there's so much sin issue caught up in that economy. That the drug issue, just all those things. And the church is growing stronger. And the name of Jesus is being declared. So now it's like that, it's that sin economy again. It turns to come after the church. It turns to come after those who are turning to the Lord because of the threat of economic impact on their industries. And so it was like, oh, so even yesterday, the Lord, I need you to keep listening as you pray into things so that you can pray in a way that's effective. And then even on the abortion issue, this has come up on um, a USA call that I'm on, as we've been praying for abortion and the Supreme Court and the Holy Spirit brought forward, it's like, how can the justices of the Supreme Court of the United States make a just ruling when there's blood on their hands? This is, they are the ones that allowed this to go forward. 
they are the ones who redefined marriage. It's and beginning to pray for the Supreme Court justices in the United States, because again, it's so much deeper than just the issues that are there. And so this is what David's talking about. As we look at divine justice across all of our nations, in the issues that we're praying into today, it's bigger. And we have to look at the impact of what is coming forward as the nations rage and that we can't stop the nations raging because as the name of Jesus comes forward and people turn to the Lord, they are going to rage. And it's the same, even it's been mentioned like in Egypt, like people buy touristy things. And it's, if you destroy that industry, it's going to rage. And so that's just one little piece in one chapter. And this whole study has been so eye-opening and I'm still wrestling. Lord, how do I pray bigger than the issues? And it's still a wrestle and it's still a process, but I'm excited that the Lord has given us this tool through David's book to be able to be wrecked a bit more so that we can pray with greater understanding and alignment with where the Lord wants us, that his kingdom can move forward and we can Amen. be equipped and prepared. Amen. That's so good, Joni. It's uh, wetting our appetites for the study for sure. Mary, do you want to make a few comments as well? I really don't after that because Joni was so good. <laughs> I shouldn't have let her go first, <laughs> but yeah, amen. That was so good. But I kept hearing Joni when you were saying that, which I wholeheartedly agree with what you were saying. And that was one of the ways the book impacted me is that I think the, the first thing Jesus says to John in revelation, not the first thing, one of the first things is come up here. And I think that's what you're saying is that this book, and I wholeheartedly agree because that's one of the ways it impacted me is it's a way to pray. It's, it's helping us to see that the things that are going to happen in the end from a higher perspective so that we have more depth of how to pray. And I think it's time, but it's time for us to go to another level in how we pray. And I think that as a result of that's going to bring a unity and there's just so many layers to all of that. But from a totally different standpoint of how the book impacted me and just really brief history, I basically grew up in a non-charismatic denomination that I wouldn't even talk about the end times because they didn't know what to do with it. And so I was really a blank slate. And in that denomination, I still the Lord reached me and I was born again about 25 years ago. And not long after that, the Lord told me that I was going to be living in the end times. And I had no grid for that. I just knew that hard things were going to happen. And so I just basically said, okay, Lord, if that's the case, like just prepare me. And I knew that meant build my faith to endure. And so that began my journey of that. And then within about Mm, 10 years, I moved out of that denomination and the Lord began to take me into the Holy Spirit. And I was invited by some friends to go to IHOPKC. And just like Joni, I had no clue <laughs> what 
I was, I had a friend that said, you're going to be ruined. And I had no idea what that meant, but he was so right. And so the first conference I went to was a passion for Jesus conference and they had breakouts. I looked at the breakout list and anything that was in times, I was like, I'm not going to that because my idea of studying the end times was if they can't figure it out, all these scholars who have different opinions, then I'm sure the heck not going to figure it out. And I don't want to be deceived and I don't want to be confused. So just don't tell me, like, I don't care about what's going to happen when I just, I just want to stand firm till the end (laughs) and Jesus will work it all out. So that was my attitude towards the end times. And then Mike Bickle gets up there and goes, there's 150 chapters in the Bible about the end times. And if it was that important to the heart of God to put 150 chapters in the Bible about it, shouldn't it be important to us too? And I went, oh, okay. And so then I was like, I have no idea what to do with that. And so then he says, oh, and for those of you who really don't know what to do with that, we recommend this book by Dave Slyker called End Times Simplified. And I'm like, Okay, so I went to the bookstore and bought that book and took it home, went on a spiritual retreat, of, you know, by myself with prayer and fasting. And still with just fear and trembling said, Lord, I'm, I'm a blank slate, like anybody could take me and lead me down a path. And I just need your Holy Spirit to teach me truth. And so I opened this very little book expecting to hear the typical okay, this means this, and this means this, and this is going to happen then, and this and all of that. And what I got out of that book was, if we're in the end times, how do we live in light of it? How do we prepare our hearts? That was the message of the book. And I was like, oh, wow. And so that's been my journey for literally 25 years. And most of what the Lord has shown me in about the end times has just simply been coming from as I've regularly read his word, not even trying to, you know, figure out the end times, but just reading his word. And I certainly don't have it all figured out. But what I began um, to realize is that just what he said yesterday in the introduction about building that history with God. So I was thinking about this yesterday. And when I look back on how the Lord has answered my prayer and continuing to answer my prayer of make me ready is first, I would say he built in me a faith journey with him, that journey of seeing that he's faithful through everything. And then to add to that, I feel like he, after he started laying that foundation, he's always building on that. But after he started laying that foundation, the next season was to anchor me in hope, in the hope that we have, in that song that you played, Sue, that that's our hope, that no matter what happens, no matter how hard it gets, we know who wins in the end, the hope of the martyrs, the hope of the gospel of the kingdom. And he began to take me through that journey of just building that hope in me and being anchored in that hope. And then The final thing is love. And I would say over the last five to eight years, one of the things the Lord has highlighted to me in scripture, which has got me under a great fear of the Lord is what I call the many and the most. And that is many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy? Did we not cast out demons? And he'll say, depart from me. And Many betray and hate one another. 
And many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. And I'm like, Lord, that is a lot of negative many's and most. And yet nobody I know in the body of Christ fears that they will be in one of those categories. And that to me is like a great, I have such a fear of the Lord. Lord, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in one of those. And um, the one that really makes me tremble is the love of most will grow cold. And Mike Bickle has talked about for years, will our hearts be offended on that day when at God, when his judgments are released? And so one of the things that I have, again, with the Lord's grace anchored myself in is, Lord, I will not be offended at you. I will not, no matter what you do, Job, even if you slay me, I will trust you. I will not be offended at you. But what I've realized in the last several years is my love for him may not grow cold, but what about my love for neighbor? As the increase of wickedness happens and people get more and more wicked, I realize and I tremble at how is my heart going to respond to that wickedness? that increases around me on the earth? Am I still going to be able to stand in love? And so when it came across my radar, this book, which was before even um, the mini course, as soon as I saw it, like the Lord was like, get that. And whatever it was on my radar that I, my reading at the moment got pushed aside and I actually got the audio book. So I consumed that in a matter of two or three days because I could listen to always doing other stuff and it wrecked me. And then when the course came on, I felt like the Lord told me to do it. And so I did the course. So I went through the book again and I felt like it was that final piece for me to help anchor me in that, because that's one of the things he talks about in the book is again, how do we posture our heart <laughs> towards all of the escalation of evil and rage and all of this? And even more so, how do we posture our heart with each other? Yes. And how do we keep that love with each other? Because that is how the world will know that we are his disciples. And so that was my, I had many takeaways from the book, but that was like in my journey, the piece that was like, yeah. And what was really interesting to me is that I went back and looked after all of this off the mini course. And from what I can gather, from what I can find, and somebody is welcome to correct me if I can wrong, if you find I'm wrong. But from what I could see, Dave Slyker has written two books, In Time Simplified and this one. And In Time Simplified was written in 2005. And so it, to me, it's like he waits until he has a message, <laughs> but boy, does that message really, and I'm not saying that other authors don't, but I'm just saying he, his, both of these books have impacted me hugely in this journey of how do I live 
through whatever is coming, regardless of, and that's one of the other things he talks about in the book is it's really going to be easy for us to get lost in the weeds of everything that's going on around us. It's going to be so easy to get lost down on this level. And that's why we have to come up here. We have to come up here or we're going to get lost on the, the peripheral things and the things that are going on down here. And we have to be looking at things from a completely different perspective. And so it was just another um, way to anchor. And I'm still just like Joni, I'm still just chewing on it over and over. But I think it is definitely a word for the body of Christ. And interestingly enough, I will say, and he said it the other day, but that he wrote this in 2019. And he said, I thought I was writing about stuff that was going to happen 20, 30 years in the future. I had no idea. And, and then also what's interesting is when we were in the middle of it, I just thought, oh my word, like to me, this is a message for the watchman. <laughs> but I tend to be one of those people that I don't want to put forth my, so I just went, no, I'm not going to say anything. Just <laughs> I'm just going to let it ride. And then Sue sent something out to those of us who lead calls and said, we're, we're thinking about doing this thing, the journey and whatever. And does anybody have any suggestions for speakers? And to me, it was the Lord just saying to me, no, I want you to say something. So I responded to Sue and said, I think you might want to look at this book <laughs> and praise the Lord. He confirmed um, his word. So I'm excited. Um, I'm excited that, that, because I think as watchmen, this is, we're the ones that need this perspective so that we can take it and go forth with it. Mary, that's, uh, that's great. Thank you, Mary and Joni for your exhortation for us to read the book and get into this course. I, it's just, as you're talking, I feel like this is the perfect book and the perfect course at the exactly the right time for us as watchmen. One of the things as watchmen and as the global watch that we have to do is we have to have the end times perspective. We, we must, otherwise we are gonna get lost.